I trust in God, ladies and gentlemen. Why? Because he never, ever fails and he always answers. God bless you on this beautiful Friday. We made it through another week. Another Friday has come and we are on episode number 151 here on Rise Up on LFA TV on Rumble.com. And remember, folks, where there are two or more gathered, that's where the Lord dwells. And I think there's a lot more than two or more gathered right here. So, ladies and gentlemen, God bless you. Thank you very much. As you know, when we get to Fridays, all Kong, God bless you. Kong with the $5 Friday donation. $5 Fridays. I love it. I love it. Sometimes we add a lot of money to the Slurp Fund with $5 Fridays. So I really appreciate you, Kong. God bless. Um, What a week. What a week here on LFA, but really on Rise Up. I think that this has been the most solid, strongest, most powerfully, spiritually powerful, I should say, week. Five shows that we've ever had here on Rise Up anyway. Would you agree? I know we've had some powerful Rise Up shows, but this week, maybe it's because, you know, the light of the heavenly spirit is is shining from within me this week. I don't know what it is, but I honestly feel like this week has been the greatest compilation of five shows back to back to back that we've ever done. Christy L says, I trust in the Lord in all things. Amen. Susie, thank you for the $5 Friday train. J-Rock, Annette, and Kong, thank you all very much. Yes, Holy Spirit activated. Beanery on the choo-choo $5 train. Thank you so much. Look at that train. Amen. Jeremy, you have the glow of the Holy Spirit today. I do. I do. Whoa. Whoa. Somebody took $5 and went to $500. I don't think they meant to do that. Bama lady, did you mean to spend $500? Because if you didn't, we got to get you refunded immediately. I better write you down just in case. I think you meant to do $5, not $500. Let me write that down just in case so we can get that refunded. Beanery, $500. I don't know if you meant to do that. If you did, amazing. But I know that can get confusing sometimes. Don't let the train derail. (laughs) Amen. I meant to do five. Sorry. Yeah, okay. Bama lady. Do me a favor. Reach out. It's Bama lady, not beanery. Bama lady. Reach out to support at rumble.com, and I will reach out as well. Again, that's support at rumble.com, and as soon as this show is done, I will re- I'll tell them, hey, Bama lady did not mean to do that. She meant to do five. We'll get it taken care of right after the show. The reason I ask is because I see that happen quite a bit. Don't worry. You won't lose the 500. We'll get it taken care of for you. But God bless you, and thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Dimples, thank you. Oh, oh, wretched man, thank you so very much. Okay, folks, I titled today's show, God Owns the Pillars. Satan may own the earth, but God owns the pillars in which that earth sits upon. Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? Satan may own the earth. This fallen, sin-filled, corrupted, disgusting earth. But God owns the pillars. 
God's the landlord, ladies and gentlemen. And Satan is living on stolen time, much like Joe Biden. So we're going to get into that today. We're going to get into that today and much, much more. And guess what? I have a special treat for you today. No, it's not a long-winded Jeremy Harrell story, although I enjoy those. I enjoy telling them, and I, I, I think you guys enjoy uh, listening to them. Thank you, Suzanne, and praying for your daughter. Uh, but I've got two Living Waters Ray Comfort videos to show you. Two, two new ones. So I really like that. I'm really excited. And guess what? I did not watch either of them in their entirety. I only watched a few seconds of one and a couple minutes of another just to make sure they were new. Oh, and they're new one. They're new ones. Thank you, Holly. Thank you, Katie. Thank you, Kim. Thank you, uh, A. Warner. Thank you, Grammy Love. This $5 train just keeps plugging along. Thank you, Liber- uh, Library Girl, Liberty Girl, Duke62. God bless you. All right. What we're going to do first is we're going to get to the Lord in prayer. Because we can do nothing without going to our Father in Heaven first. Then after that, I'm going to read for you from One Minute Prayer for Dads. Then we're going to play the first Ray Comfort video. Then we're going to come back. Then I'm going to read from God Moments for Men, and we're going to discuss. Then we're going to go to the other one. Then I'm going to come back, and I'm going to read from Every Day with Jesus. And by that time, the show should be done. Jeremy, will you be doing a two-hour show for 11 o'clock again? We love those. No, no, no. No, I won't be. No, I was only doing that covering for, uh, for Mike Crispy's lazy butt. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's not lazy. Not a single person here at LFA TV is lazy. But we do like to harp on each other. All right. In Jesus' name, let's go to our Father in heaven. Dad. Daddy. Father. Papa. Whatever it is that you call your dad in heaven, ladies and gentlemen, We will call that to our Father in Heaven now. Dad in Heaven, thank you so much for being my dad. I didn't grow up with a dad, but having you as a dad made up for all of the missing times from my earthly father. And for that, I am so heavenly thankful. But now that I have my earthly father and my heavenly father in my life, I am so blessed. Lord, you, you did not forget your servant. You turned your face toward me in 2016. You embraced me and you've never let go. And for that, I'm internally thankful. Lord, please guide me and use me in any way you see fit today to achieve your will, to move the kingdom of heaven forward. Whether that means helping somebody with a hug or kind words or monetarily, I'm here to do your will. I am your humble servant who is so incredibly thankful and shows so much gratitude for your glory. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen. So happy to have my dad. I'm so happy to have my earthly dad and my my heavenly dad. Like, I grew up fatherless and now I have two. How do you explain that? I grew up fatherless And now I have two. And they're both amazing. I'm so blessed. Five healthy kids. I'm so blessed. One healthy LFA family. I'm so blessed. 
being able to have a platform where we can talk every day about God and we're all over the country and we don't have to gather in one physical place, but we gather in a spiritual and a digital place. I'm so blessed. Cine 68 just became a monthly rumble ranter. I am so blessed. I want you all to do that today if you can. I want you all to, t- to name the things that you do have, followed by, I'm so blessed. I have a car. I'm so blessed. My wife has a car. I'm so blessed. I have a roof over my head. And while I don't have much in there, I have money in the bank. I'm not in the negative. I'm so blessed. I see a lot of people saying they miss their daddy. They miss their earthly daddy. But you had one, and you're so blessed. To miss him means that you loved him and that he loved you. You're so blessed. Now, I'm not even talking about the obvious. I'm not talking about the breath in our lungs. I'm not talking about the sight coming from our eyes or the hearing with our ears or the smell with our nose or the touch with our fingers or the taste of our tongue. Those are the obvious ones. But think of all the other things. Nudson says, I'm watching this show. I'm so blessed. I have this LFA family, Susie Q said. I'm so blessed. Jesus loves us. We're so blessed. CQ says, I have God. I am blessed. It's Linda's birthday. She is blessed. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Linda. Happy birthday to you. You're so blessed. Holly says, it's unbelievable that you're talking about dads. Today is my earthly dad's Birthday in heaven. You are so blessed. Please open up your one minute prayer for dads. Or maybe you have a one minute prayer for moms and you've already read your book today. But I want to read from you or for you from page 66. And it's called The Whispers of God. If Satan owns the earth, but God owns the pillars that it sits on, then the whispers of God are always near. The love of God is always near because what's propping us all up is God's pillars. 1 Kings 19.12 After the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, the sound of a low whisper. We all sometimes want God to speak a bit louder than he does sometimes. We just can't seem to hear his voice. God often speaks in a whisper. So we must listen closely if we want to hear him. 
just like dads and moms develop a listening ear. You know how your mom always seemed to hear everything or your father seemed to have known everything? It's because they hear things from a mile away. Just like moms have eyes in the back of their head, right? You moms know what I'm talking about. Father, sometimes I wish you'd speak to me more clearly. Yes, I'm often hard of hearing your voice. Except when through adversity, I sense you trying to get my attention. Help me to listen more closely to your voice, especially when you whisper it to me. When you speak low, I know you are either letting me in on a secret or you're reminding me quietly how much you love me and you are revealing a truth that I need to know. Now, let me, ta- let me ask you this before we go on. For those of you who did have your fathers, your earthly fathers. Now, I didn't have one growing up, but I did have a grandpa and I did see other fathers do this. When you were in trouble, your father might have yelled at you, maybe even got out the belt and gave you a whooping, right? But when your dad took you into a room, just you and him, and he spoke softly like this and said, Melissa, I'm not upset. But we need to have a serious discussion. When he said, Amanda, sit down, please. We need to talk. When he said, Kristen, please sit down. I need to talk to you candidly. I imagine that you knew something was serious. Because we all got yelled at. Yelled at was played out, right? We all got yelled at. Yeah, yeah, we got yelled at. I used to even get hit so much. I was like, oh, it's time for a beating. Here you go. Whoop me real quick. But when they sit you down to talk to you in a low, calm voice, almost a whisper... Well, you know things are serious. CQ said, unfortunately, my father would beat me. I forgive him. God bless you. You are blessed. You are blessed. So think about this. Do you think God ever says anything that's not serious enough for you to pay attention and hear? I imagine that God being God, everything that comes out of God's mouth are those serious earthly father moments. Literally everything. Melissa says, when my grandpa would talk in a low, calm voice, I knew it was time for an abusive whipping. Guess you knew you were serious. (laughs) 
Yeah, I had the abusive whippings too. Not from my dad because I didn't have my dad, but from my stepdad and my mom I did. Nancy says, I was never beat or hit. I was just neglected. Majorva says, my dad was an alcoholic and very abusive and whipped us all, including my mom. You're so blessed that you have a heavenly father. Bobby says, same here, bruised for weeks. Now, all of you, like me, who had a very troubled childhood with no father around or a father that beat or was an alcoholic, I imagine you're closer to God than most because you cling to that fatherly love that you didn't get. That's why God, our Father in heaven, is the pillars. He's the, he, he is the firm foundation. He is what we can rest upon. It's difficult when you're thinking of fatherhood and you've been beat, neglected, or didn't know your father. It's, it's amazing how close those people are to God through Jesus Christ because they cling to something they never had so much. Robbie says, I'm crying so much hearing these things. I'm sorry for that abuse. It's hard to hear. Well, most of these people are talking about how they were physically abused. A lot of them aren't talking about how they were sexually abused. I could never imagine doing either one as a father. I just can't imagine there's people out there who do that. Amanda says, my son doesn't know what a whooping is. Neither do my kids. My kids have been spanked a couple times in their life, but... We raised, I I don't know, I'm just blessed, I guess. Mary said, oh yes, the abuse made me so close to God every minute of every day. Let me finish this up. Thank you, Lord, that I do not need to look to the earthquake or the fire to find you. I need only to listen to the low whisper of your love. May I develop a listening ear and in turn whisper my love for my children in their ears. I'm going to do that tonight. I'm going to hug my older children tonight and I'm going to whisper in their ears how much I love them. I've not done that in years. And I tell my children all the time how much I love them. But hugging them and whispering into their ear how much I love them, especially my oldest, 16 years old, he's going to be like, what the heck are you doing? But I guarantee you it's going to make his heart melt. It's going to make his spirit light on fire for joy. I suggest all of you do that today. I suggest if you see your child today, even if they're a grown-up, give them a hug and whisper in their ear how much you love them. F. Graves says they have to go. Sorry you have to go. See you later, though. 
Hope Up says, hearing all of this and then realizing I had the most amazing, earth, amazing earthly father and was cruel to him makes me sick. Ooh. I know. I know. That's got to be hard, too. Joshua says, where the physical abuse was severe for my husband by his stepdad, my dad didn't believe in spanking. He said, oh, it went too quick. Sorry. Jeremy, can you say hi to Jace, my 13-year-old grandson? He has a heavenly father and lives for him. How you doing, Jace? Good to see you, man. Glad you're watching with your grandparents. Love you so much. Don't even know you and I love you. You want to know how? Because we share the same father. That's how. You're my brother. 13 years old, little baby brother. God bless you, man. Keep God in your life. I'll tell you that. Don't go the way I did. Don't go the way I did. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's go to our first video of the day by Mr. Ray Comfort. And then we, I, like I said, we got two today. We're blessed today. We got two videos. So I'm going to go ahead and put on my headphones because like I said, I have not watched or heard all of this. Ladies and gentlemen, Ray Comfort, Living Waters. What you're going to hear me say will make no sense to you until you see the ending. And when you do, it will blow you away as it did me. Just after we did a selfie, I said, Lewis, now you need a new shirt. He said, yeah, I've already got one. I'll put it on. Watch this. What's with this? What does that say? Oh, it says suicidal tendencies. Is that what you've got? <laughs> no, no. I just, it's a band, you know, that I... How come bands have I got enjoy. such horrible names? Suicidal tendencies. I don't know. This is about their life and what they're going through, you know what I'm saying? Have yeah. you ever contemplated suicide? When I was a little younger and I didn't know how to deal with things. I trust in God. I believe in God. But I think you're only going to know when you'll die for real. Well, Jesus said, you trust in God, trust also in me. And there's a reason you should trust in Jesus. Had you taken your life, where would you have gone? Do you think heaven exists? I think heaven does exist, and I think there's an afterlife for where you get put on a trial and they decide if you should be going to heaven or hell. Wow. You mean Judgment Day? Judgment Day. There you go. So how are you going to do on that day? I don't know, honestly. Are you I a good like, person? I feel like I am a good person. I like to do good deeds and help people out. I don't go out of my way to make other people uncomfortable or anything. Do you know how to tell where you're going to go? You just got to look at the Ten Commandments. Right. How many yeah. can you name? Oh, I can't name any of them, honestly. I'm going to run through a few of them to see how you're going to do. Okay. You shall not commit adultery, Seventh Commandment. Have you ever committed adultery? Yes. <laughs> Jesus said, if you look at a woman and lust for her, you commit adultery with her in your heart. Did you know that? That's how high God's standards are. Just look with lust. You commit adultery in God's eyes. I've got a scenario for you. You go and past a house that's on fire, two stories, it's a wooden house. On the top floor is a family. Bottom floor, it's on fire. They're going to be dead in five minutes. Would you stop and warn them? I will try to do my best. What say they laughed at you because they couldn't see the flames? Or they told you to get out of here, get off this property. Would you persist? Or I'll do my best to help. You break down their door and run in and warn them? Yes. Your persistence would reveal the depth of your love. Listen to scripture. 
and on some have compassion, making a distinction, but others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire. I think you're in great danger, your house is on fire, you don't realize it, and I want to try and warn you, and I'm going to try and warn you with the Ten Commandments. I'm going to try and set off an alarm, a smoke alarm called your conscience. Can you handle that just for a few minutes, please? No. Okay, let me share one Bible verse with you before you go. Jesus said, if you look at a woman and lust for her, you commit adultery with her in your heart. Have you ever looked at a woman with lust? Lust, like, when did you last look at pornography? I don't do too much pornography. When you do that, you commit adultery in your heart. <laughs> Have you had sex before marriage? Yes, for sure. How many lies do you think you've told in your life? In my life up to this time, I couldn't say. Quite a few? Yeah, quite a few. So what do you call someone who's told lots of lies? A liar. So what are you? <laughs> a liar. Do you still think you're a good person? No, I don't. Have you ever stolen something in your whole life, even if it's small? Uh, no, I don't steal. Lewis, it's bad news. Yeah. You've told me that you're an adulterer, mm -hmm. and you've committed adultery in your heart, and you're a liar, and the Bible says all liars live their part in the lake of fire. Right. So on Judgment Day, if God judges you by those commandments, you're going to be innocent or guilty? I'm going to be guilty. Heaven or hell? Pretty much hell. Have you ever heard the Bible verse, the wages of sin is death? You ever heard that? No, I haven't. It's very famous. Okay. It means that God is paying you in death for your mm -hmm. sins. Like a judge looks at a heinous criminal that's committed multiple murders and says, I'm a good person, judge. They were prostitutes. I was doing society a favor. The judge says, I'm going to show you how serious your crime is. I'm giving you the death sentence. This is your wages. This is what you've earned. And Lewis, sin is so serious to a holy God, he's given you the death sentence. Mm -hmm. You're on death row. Your death will be evidence to you that God is deadly serious about sin. You're in big trouble on Judgment Day. The Bible says all liars yeah, live their part in the lake trouble, of fire. <laughs> what say they laughed at you because they couldn't see the flames? Or they told you to get out of here, get off this property. Would you persist? I talk with God every day. So does it concern you that if you die today, you'd end up in hell? Honestly, yeah, it does. It yeah. horrifies me. I've just met you, but I love you. I don't want you to go to hell. <laughs> no, yeah. So neither. what did God do for guilty sinners so we wouldn't have to go to hell? I honestly don't know. You actually do know, but because you don't understand it, you don't value it. Right. Have you heard of Jesus dying on the cross? Oh, yeah. Yeah, most people have. They know mm -hmm. that, but they don't know this. And Lewis, if you can get a grip of this, it's going to change everything for you. The Ten Commandments are called the moral law. You and I broke the law. Jesus paid the fine in full. That's why he said it is finished just before he died. He was saying paid in full. Mm. If you're in court and you've got speeding fines, a judge will let you go if someone pays those fines. He'll say, Lewis, you're guilty, but someone's paid your fine. You can leave. And God can take the death sentence off you. He can let you live forever legally because Jesus paid the fine in full on that cross. Rose again from the dead. And if you'll just simply repent of your sins and trust in Jesus, You've got a promise from the God who cannot lie. He'll forgive you in an instant and grant you everlasting life as a free gift. Not because you're good, but because he's good and kind right. and rich in mercy. Does that make sense? Yes, it is. It's me. A little bit for me. So because you're... I don't trust in everything still in the Bible. That's, that's the biggest problem for me. I trust in whatever I can feel. And I can feel the presence of God in everything. That's called pantheism, and it's just another form of idolatry. The gods and the flowers and the birds and the trees and the dogs and the cats and my socks. God's in everything, and the reason it's so attractive is because it doesn't have a moral dictate. You can do what you want. You know, so that's what I'm saying. I think we're only going to know when we die. Nice to meet you, man. Thanks for stopping.
Is this making sense? For sure it is, yes. You're going to think about what we talked about? Oh yeah, for sure. So if you died today, where would you go? I would go to hell. So when are you going to repent and put your faith in Christ? <laughs> today. Can I pray with you? Yeah, sure. Okay. Father, I pray for Lewis. May this day he find a place of genuine godly sorrow and true repentance. May he understand the cross and your love expressed for him. And may he yield his life wholly to you, which is his reasonable service. Be born again with a new heart and new desires, with the knowledge he has everlasting life, all because of your amazing grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Do you have a Bible at home? Uh, yes, I do. Can I give you a book I've written? Uh, sure. It's called Scientific so Facts in the Bible. Oh, nice. Yeah. Great <laughs> to talk to you, man. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I you. really do appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to look into this and give it a read tonight. I, d I enjoyed talking to you. <laughs> you. It was a lot of information that I didn't know I needed. So, yeah, and it was super chance that we're here. We're only here through um, coming to visit for a wedding. So... It was like by chance that I came and ran into you guys. So in other words, God's hands on you today. Yeah, for sure. He definitely is. Yeah, not coincidence. Just after we did a selfie, I said, Lewis, now you need a new shirt. He said, yeah, I've already got one. I'll put it on. Watch this. That's so much better. <laughs> Where did you get that? Is it new? That right down, yeah, right here at the at the little stands that they have. When did you get it? Uh, just right now, right as I was walking in, I got it, and then I came and I saw you guys. Real quick, here are three things to help you grow in your faith. The Living Waters Podcast, the Evidence Study Bible, 200 of the most commonly asked questions of the Christian faith, and much more, the Starter Kit, four of the most popular gospel tracks, available at livingwaters.com. And ladies and gentlemen, if you go to livingwaters.com and you buy any of that stuff, you can actually, they, they set it up for you to go evangelize. Like that's what they do. They set up these boxes for you to go evangel evangelize. You think it was a coincidence that that kid bought that shirt and then ran into Ray Comfort? You think he's wearing a shirt that says suicidal tendencies, which obviously is a band. Most people know who they are or heard of them. You think it's a coincidence that he's wearing a suicidal tendency shirt, but then he goes and he buys a God is good sweat, uh, hoodie, and then he runs into Ray Comfort of all people? There's, that's, that's, that's not super chance like that kid. It's just by super chance that we're here. No, 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 no. God doesn't work like that. God doesn't work like that. God is the pillar. God is the rock that we all stand on, regardless of what you think. Now, I want to tell you something. I take, and, and by the way, a lot of people get mad at me. My wife gets mad at me sometimes. Eli gets mad at me sometimes. A lot of people get upset with me because I take every opportunity that I can to talk to random strange people. It's just my thing. I love it. I love talking with people. I love having conversation with people. I love running into people. I love people. Like, like I said, we have a lot of homeless where I, where I live. And so when I go outside my studio to leave or to go run an errand or to go home, chances are I'll run into somebody who's homeless. And I, those, I just love talking to them. And, and, and I can see the irritation on people's faces that I'm with. Like, come on, we got to go. And I'm like, no, you never know. That could be God. That could be God. We don't know. That could be an angel. We don't know. We're just going to walk by him, pretend like they don't exist. 
You know something? And I know you guys know what I'm talking about when I, when I say this. Do you know how when you're walking on the sidewalk and there's a homeless or a very, very poor down and out person walking towards you? They don't want to make eye contact with you because why? I think it's because they feel shame. And if they don't feel shame, they feel like you're going to look at them with judgment. Well, let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. I am so blessed that I grew up dirt poor. I never thought I'd say that. I never thought I'd say that. I am so blessed that I grew up dirt poor. Because I feel like I have a connection with pretty much most people on the earth. And that's our common ground. We know poor. We know what it's like. So if you know poor, let me, let me just tell you this. Last night, my wife and I were acting like children when I got home. Actually, when I got home, I had to saw up a bunch of logs, me and my brother. But then my wife and I were in our bedroom and we were acting like children. We were eating cheese puffs and drinking, and we were eating white cheddar organic cheese puffs. And we were drinking juice boxes. And my, my wife goes, you feel like a kid? And I go, I do. I said, except we weren't allowed, we weren't allowed to have juice boxes when, I, when we were a kid. And she goes, oh yeah, neither, neither were we. And she, I, you know what we had when we were a kid? We had those great, if we had them, we had those great value little things that looked like barrels and they came in different kinds and they were like just like flavored water. They weren't actually juice boxes. And I said to her, I go, I go, I remember when we did get juice boxes, you know, the ones with the little uh, straws that you put, poke in. We were so poor, we didn't buy those. We didn't even buy those. And I remember, and I told her, I said, I remember that when we did buy them, I wasn't excited to drink them. It wasn't, about, it wasn't about drinking them that I was excited about. You know what I was excited about? Taking them and showing the kids at school that we got juice boxes. Taking them and showing my friends that, hey, guess what? We got juice boxes. So when I see somebody on the street that looks down and out or homeless and they, and they look away and they don't make eye contact with me. I purposely stop them and I say, how you doing? Having a good day? My name's Jeremy. Shake their hand. Or if they won't stop, I make sure that I look and make eye contact with them and smile and ask them how their day is going. And I'm going to tell you something. Those people, those people are the kindest, nicest, most humbled, meek, selfless people that you will ever, ever meet. You never know who you're talking to. Cat352 said, I was grateful for the hose. Amen. Amen. I'm going to read from God Moments for Men, and then we're going to get back to another Ray Comfort video that will probably make you cry. 
and I can I only know this because the few minutes that I did watch of this video this morning, I did exactly that. So just fair warning. It's a good one though. Strength from troubles. Remember, God is your pillars, folks. God is our pillars. Satan may run the world, but the world sits on some very powerful heavenly pillars. Second Corinthians 4, 8, strength from troubles. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not driven to despair. Do you know this was actually a verse of the day last week, if you remember? My wife and I watched a documentary about some true heroes. They thought of themselves as ordinary, something all heroes tend to do. But had they been like everyone else around them, entire generations of families would not exist today. Those heroes were teachers at home in France during World War II who risked their lives to love, teach, train, protect, and hide numerous orphaned Jews, Jewish children from Hitler's horrific hate machine. We watch a lot of documentaries related to this terrible time in our history. There's something very compelling about this group of sturdy people who survived such prejudice, persecution, evil, and cruelty, and yet went on to live truly productive and engaged lives. Many are still among us today. The amazing and yet bewildering thing is how many of the survivors speak of strength that they gained from those horrendous times. Remember, Satan may run the world, but God owns the pillars. Life tests our faith. Setbacks roll out the red carpet, hoping we'll walk it, walk down it forever and be knocked off course. Troubles try to wash us away like tsunamis. But if we stand, our legs will strengthen enough to support us. Like those pillars, ladies and gentlemen, that belong to God. Let your legs be pillars. Let your legs be strong. A firm foundation like Peter, the rock of, God, of Jesus' church. And now let's go to the next Living Waters video. And I, like I said, this is incredible. Roll it. Do you think there's a life after death? I do. Are you afraid of dying? No, I'm not. Because I feel like once you're dead, there's all the worries and all the pain is gone. You know, we talk about people passing on. Where do people pass on to? Well, I'd like to think heaven, right? Like the other side. Do you ever read the Bible? I have not. Have you ever tried to put an appliance together and you made a mess of it, then you look at the instructions? Most men do that. And after things go wrong, they look at the instructions. That's what humanity has done with the Bible. Haven't looked at the instruction book. It tells you how you can live forever. Did you know that? I didn't. See if you can guess what the Bible says on what you should do to go to heaven. I think just overall being a good person. You know, a lot of people, you ask them, do you think you're a good person? Yeah, I think I'm a good person. And the problem is they judge themselves by their own standard. So let's see if you're going to make it to heaven. This is the big question. Do you think you're a good person? 
Well, now you made me <laughs> think twice about that. Well, I, I, I think I'm a good person, okay. yeah. That's normal because you've got your own standard to judge by. Yeah. God gives his own standard. It's the Ten Commandments. So you're familiar with the Ten Commandments. Okay, I'm going to take you through a few of them to see how you're going to do on Judgment Day. And this is your measurement to see if you're a good person. All I need from you is your honesty. Can you be honest? Yeah. The Ninth Commandment says not to lie. How many lies do you think you've told in your life? I've told some lies, yeah. So what do you call someone who tells lies? A liar. So what are you? A bad person. Have you ever stolen something, taken something that belongs to somebody else in your whole life, irrespective of its value, even if it's small? I have. What do you call someone who steals? A bad person, yeah. yeah stay with me. Yeah. This, is, this is worth okay. it because it's going to show you how you need God's mercy and how you can get it and how you can find everlasting life. Have you ever used God's name in vain? I have, yeah. Do you love your mum? I love her. Would you ever use her name as a cuss word? No. Why not? Because that's bad. It's you your mum. That. That's yeah, my mother. Yeah, yeah, I love her. But God is the one that gave you a mother. He gave you life, and his name is holy, and you've used his holy name as a cuss word. It's called blasphemy, very serious in his eyes. Can you handle a little, something a little personal? Sure, now we're here already, right? <laughs> Jesus said if you look with lust, sexual desire... You commit adultery in your heart. Have you ever done that? Yes. Okay, here's a summation. This is for you to judge yourself. Natalie, you've told me you're a lying thief, a blasphemer, and an adulterer at heart. If God judges you by those Ten Commandments on Judgment Day, are you going to be innocent or guilty? Guilty. Heaven or hell? Hell. Does that concern you? It does. Yeah, it should. This is your life. Yeah. Now, let me show you what we're doing. Imagine you're a doctor and you've got someone in front of you who thinks they're extremely well. They look fit, healthy, and well. But you know differently. You've seen x-rays, and this person is going to be dead in two weeks. He's got a cancerous disease. You've got a cure in your pocket. Do you show him the x-rays or give him the cure? Which way would you go? I give him the cure. Do you know he's not going to take it? Do you know why? Why? Because he thinks he's well. He's going to say, well, Doc, what do you give me this cure for? I'm healthy and well. Look at me. I'm fit and healthy. If the doctor knows what he's doing, he'll show him the x-rays. He'll make him sweat, make him shake a little, to a point where he says, Oh, Doc, this is deadly serious. <gasps> what should I do? Now he's ready for the cure because he's seen his disease. He's going to appreciate and appropriate it. Does that make sense? It does. So what I've done with you is I've got a cure. I can tell you how you can live forever, but I didn't want to give you the cure while you thought you were morally well. I showed you the x-rays of the Ten Commandments. Make you a little scared, make you sweat a little to say, <gasps> What should I do? Now you're ready for the cure. Have you ever heard of Jesus dying on the cross? I have, yeah. yeah most people have, but they don't know this, and this will change everything for you if you can get a grip of it. The Ten Commandments are called the moral law. You and I broke the law. Jesus came and paid the fine. That's why he said, it is finished, just before he died. That's a weird thing to say before you die, it is finished, but he's saying the debt has been paid. Natalie, if you're in court and you've got speeding fines, and somebody else pays them, a judge will let you go. Even though you're guilty, say, Natalie, you've got a lot of speeding fines here, but someone's paid them, you can leave. And it's legal. Well, God can legally dismiss your case because Jesus paid the fine. He can legally let you live forever. He can take the death sentence off you, all because of what Jesus did on the cross through his death and resurrection. And according to the Bible, all you have to do to find everlasting life is repent of your sins. That's you turn from them. And then you trust in Jesus, like you trust a parachute. If you're going to jump out of a plane 10,000 feet, why would you put on a parachute? 
because I don't want to die. Yeah, your motivation is fear. You fear death, and that makes you put the parachute on. So that fear is your friend. It's not your enemy because it's doing you a favor. Can you see that? Yeah. So I try to put the fear of God in you today because I care about you, hoping you'll see the fear as your friend, not your enemy. It's going to mean that you mean business with God. You're going to come to God and say, oh, I've done things I know are morally wrong. I need your forgiveness. I'm going to trust in Jesus so I can have everlasting life. Is that making sense? It makes complete sense, yes. So when are you going to repent and put your faith in Jesus? Starting today, honestly. I mean, you opened my eyes. You really expanded my mindset on that. Can I pray with you? Would that embarrass you if I prayed with you? Father, I pray for Natalie. Thank you for her open heart today and her honesty and acknowledging her sins. I pray she'll understand your love for her expressed through the cross and how she can have everlasting life through genuine sorrow for a sin and faith in Jesus. And this day be born again and pass from death to life all because of your kindness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Can I give you a book that I've written? Of course. Let me grab it. This is called Scientific Facts in the Bible. Do you know why you're weeping? The Bible speaks of something called contrition. Have you ever heard of that word? That means to be sorry for your sins, to be contrite. And the Bible says godly sorrow works repentance. In other words, you'll truly repent when you're genuinely sorry for your sins. So those tears are very, very precious. <laughs> Coming up to me really made my day. And it just opened my eyes. And I've been wanting to get closer to God because a lot of things have been happening in my life. I believe God's hand has been on you today. And it's for your good and for your eternity. And the Bible says there's more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons. So you've made heaven rejoice, you made me rejoice, and you made a lot of people that watch this rejoice too. People often say, I'd love you to talk to my unbelieving friend or family member. But why not send them this video? Just click on the share button and say, I'd love to know what you think of this. You never know who you're going to be talking to. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Imagine had Ray not been there that day. Imagine had Ray just decided, I'm not going to go there today. I don't want to go out today. Ray made heaven rejoice from one encounter. And he does that all day, every day. I'm going to put this title. I'm going to put, everybody's asking for this. I put it, I just put it in the live chat. I just put it in the live chat. So you can actually slow down the chat by scrolling with your finger or your mouse and then copy that link. You never know who you're talking to ever. It's incredible. I want to go to the verse of the day today. Because like I said, Satan may own the earth. But God owns the pillars, ladies and gentlemen. God owns the pillars. Verse of the day today is titled exactly that. The pillars of the earth are the Lord's. Samuel 
1 Samuel 2, 6 through 10. Again, this is 1 Samuel 2, 6 through 10. The Lord kills and makes alive. He brings down to the grave and brings up. The Lord makes poor and makes rich. He brings low and lifts up. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the beggar from the ash heap to set them among princes and make them inherit the throne of glory. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's and he has set the world upon them. He will guard the feet of his saints, but the wicked shall be silent in darkness. For by strength no man shall prevail. The, advers- the adversaries of the Lord shall be broken in pieces. From heaven he will thunder against them. The Lord will judge the ends of the earth. The devil is such an unoriginal loser that since he can't create anything but lies, he must copy and try to mirror what God has done and will continue to do. Satan is like the manager of a dying corporation mega chain that just went broke because they went woke. He thinks that by offering this world to Jesus or anyone else in return for their loyalty is worth anything. Doesn't he know that everything is temporary? He thinks he has a firm foundational grip on the earth. He's in control of so much that his ego, once again, has gotten the best of him. And I don't think he realizes that God owns the pillars God owns the pillars on which the world still sits he's on stolen time he's on stolen land just like Joe Biden and the corrupted pedophiles in DC you who understand this will never be duped into thinking that he has anything of value to give you because he doesn't his house is not built on an immovable rock. Like I said, his house is built on stolen land and God is about ready to give him an eviction notice, ladies and gentlemen. Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? Not today, Satan. In Jesus' name, we pray for him to come back as soon as possible and serve Satan his eviction notice. I love you all. God bless you all. You are wonderful people. Ungoverned with Sean Farish comes up next, followed by Live from America. Ladies and gentlemen, God's pillars are immovable. Not today, Satan. I love you all. God bless you. Have a great day.
That's why, come on, sing it with us. Come on, one more time, come on. And he did what? And he heard, and he answered. I sought the Lord, and he heard, and he answered. I sought the Lord, and he heard, and he answered. That's why, come on, that's why I trust, come on. <laughs> 